0: Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of this week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, Mets fans, you got a fifty-fifty shot. You're going to win the World Series in about three years.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to hear that one. And I am the Champ. And in this holiday season, it's better to give than receive the Golden Monkey Award.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, any holiday season, it would be better.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you know what. <clears throat> I, it's probably my last golden monkey award joke um bob freeze has been very gracious uh, about that for a full year but i, I think uh, after this it'll be time for me to to move on and now um he has all the power and with, with us flubbing pop podcast um all the time um i, I would have to handicap that you and i are probably the favorites
0: yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, we could say something stupid on here pretty easily. Although, although yeah. that's where we have to help each other out. If we feel like, oh, that was stupid, I can go back and edit it so it doesn't come out.
1: But, but here's what we can do, is that we could use our influence, since we have this podcast, to push other people. <laughs> and, and we'll do it. And we'll do it.
0: Yeah, especially if we're pushing it away from us.
1: Yeah, there's no fair and balanced here.
0: No. <laughs> no. This is a strictly biased.
1: <laughs> hey, what's going on with the Mets? Why do you think they have right. a 50 50 chance in two, so Sh- three years?
0: Show Walter, who's the manager of the Yankees, gets fired. Then they go on that crazy run of winning those World Series, right? He was the manager of the Diamondbacks, gets fired, and then they win the World Series. Now, he was the manager of the Rangers and the Orioles, made the playoffs, didn't win the World Series. So, I, you know, 50 oh, 50 shot that Mets are going to win the World Series without him in a couple years.
1: Oh, right. And, and you know what? Carlos Beltran will be the manager then when they win it. Right.
0: <laughs> right. So Shelwater will build him up. He'll get canned. And then quite possibly could win the World Series.
1: Ooh, I, I like this theory. Let's mark this down for 2024.
0: Yeah. 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 They, I mean, that that's what his history's been. So. Very
1: nice. Good research on that.
0: Yeah. So, I, although I mean, we'll talk about Buck Shaw Walter later in the year, right? but I feel like he's, his managerial style is like a dinosaur. Not that I, I'm not saying that he's not good or not bad, but it seems like that type of manager is, is being they, – they don't get hired anymore. But we'll see. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. You know what? When we get down um, later in the podcast, we'll, when we get into the baseball area, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting.
0: All right. Um, So, hey, a couple of Bush League housekeeping notes we have to take, uh, we have have to deal with. So possible winter meetings, uh, February is kind of jammed up for some people. So we're tentatively looking at, uh, is that a Saturday, March 5th?
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's Saturday, March 5th,
0: yeah. So for the winter meetings where we would, you know, uh, Discuss any rule, possible rule changes, um, you know, uh, just a general get-together. Uh, we, we're, we're shooting for tentatively uh, in person, but we'll, obviously we'll play it by ear as we get closer. Um, so definitely reach out to us if 5 March is good, it's bad, uh, you know, specific times that you can meet and if you're willing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that you, you've um, described it perfectly because we don't know what's going to go on, what variant um, of, of COVID, you know, theta variant or some damn thing um, will be around at that time. But it, it would be nice to get together if, if, if it's safe. What I would ask everybody, which will, will, will definitely won't happen, is to start thinking about any rule changes you want and, and possibly have it sent out. You know, maybe the week before, as opposed to trying to discuss it on the fly. Um, I'm, I'm not usually in favor of rule changes that, that haven't been thought out and presented prior to that. So just letting people know, that's number one. And number two, I'm going to make a big push, as I've talked in previous podcasts. You're going to hate this, Roger, uh, for solds, saves plus holds. <laughs>
0: okay. I like that category. I can already
1: see you and Rick voting no already.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, though last year I would have voted for it. I think I had the guy that led the league in holds. So. Okay.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. It might be a bad move by me if I want to get it passed. It's probably better to you know sneak it in as part of a little bit of a pork barrel or something like that.
0: Yeah. And actually, if you have some rule change ideas – now, go ahead and shoot it to us because we'll start socializing it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll yeah. make fun of it if we don't like
0: it. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's definitely true. Um, exactly. Yeah, and, and it, that's a good idea. And, and and again, we'll we'll talk about it uh, on our next couple podcasts as we get closer to March. And you know, obviously, you see where the CBA is. We you know, we we should be able to get a feel where baseball is by March fifth. Um, yes. Next thing we need to deal with is March twenty sixth. You sent an email out to the Hershey Hotel. I don't think that's the name of it, but uh, same place we had the draft last year. Trying to pencil in us for Saturday, March twenty sixth, which I think everyone verbally agreed to in November or October. Yeah,
1: yeah, So at the championship gala, I was just throwing out there, hey, do we want to do this? Do we want to set a date for the draft Be- because of the CBA that was looming, and, and we weren't sure and um it it, all of a sudden i think rick was like yeah let's just do the same thing we did last year bob freeze and bob kirk said yes bill said yes and like oh okay i guess we're we're doing that but it was uh the hilton garden inn um in hershey and i reached out to to katie and asked her to um, to to possibly reserve that date for us and asked her to respond after the new year so um the next podcast I'll, i'll be able to provide an update
0: Okay. Um, And then next thing in line is renewing of the CBS website. So um, we're not at a crossroads yet. You're thinking we get that discount up until about mid to late January.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If anybody goes on, to if anybody's even looked at the CBS website, um, I think they said take advantage of your discount now. Um, What I remember in previous years is they would actually provide a date, which was usually – the end of January, that we could get $30 discounts. So, of course, um, I reached out to CBS and asked them, you know, when is the drop dead date to get the discounts? And they responded, as they typically would with CBS, we have not been given a date on when the discount price will expire as of today. Uh, when it does get close to the date, the orange banner you can see on your uh, league homepage will change and reflect this. So, everybody take a look. I'm guessing that we just want to renew. The renewal price will probably be, if it's the same as last year, a um, buck fifty, which is $15 per person. So it's, it's probably worth the $15 to bitch about.
0: Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure anyone wants to do the research to find another website.
1: Uh, not, yeah, not, I, I know I don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's funny, too, that they put the burden on you, saying, yeah, we'll—, we'll you you have to get on the the CBS fantasy website every day to find out when the when the well, discount date is instead of them just sending you an email.
1: Well, we've we've only been a customer for twenty years, so maybe in the next twenty, we'll, we'll get some customer service. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, the other Bush League note is uh, Bob Kirk. I don't think he's mentioned about a Bush League trip. Did he mention it at the at his championship party? No,
1: he didn't. Okay. But I, I want if he can start thinking about that, and and because it involves or possibly involves travel, I don't know what he's thinking. That you know, people want to set aside some time on their schedule if they want to go. Now, having said that, I I've heard some rumblings and grumblings that it would be L.A. Um, and if that were the case, I know the Phillies are playing. The Dodgers in Los Angeles. <clears throat> I want to say it's sometime in May. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So just want to reach out to Bob and have him start to think about that. Maybe he can text us and let us know, and we can start to, um, putting that out there
0: to everyone. All right. And then uh, the other the other thing I want to cover, I, I think I mentioned to you. I sent an email to majorleaguebaseball.com dot com pitching a story about our thirty eighth year and. Making the oh, argument. Yeah. we're making the argument we're the longest um, continuous fantasy baseball league in the history of the world. So yes, um, they have not got back to me. I said it a couple days before the Christmas holiday, so I don't expect them to get back to me for at least another ten days. So, well, if ever, I, I if think, they ever get, back
1: I would to think me. they would get back to you right away. They're not doing anything with the CBA, right? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I I don't know if it was, yeah we we we'll see if it works and then, that would uh, be awesome yeah that's what i told them I, I said i i asked for if they had any knowledge of of anything as long as 38 years um, and then the other thing too is after i sent that email i was thinking man i i, said, I you know i probably should have proof so i dug up the uh, first bush league report <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you want to talk about i'll talk about that for a second yeah no no you know I, I won't uh, we'll, we'll wait to the proper time okay the proper section
0: all right good enough good enough uh yeah so that's all i wanted to that's all we need to cover in the uh bush league uh, housekeeping notes there not much going on just some stuff to think about and you 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 all of you will probably procrastinate and get back to us like 24 hours prior to deadline um all right, let, let's let's talk about Bill's running update. He, he said he got his his goal knocked out. That was was that a thousand miles? What, what was that?
1: Oh, uh, I don't remember what the. You know what? I, I can probably try and it look. Was. Up. I want to say it was like 200, 250 miles or some some, some no, damn thing like that. Some, not for some ridiculous a year. Amount which already passed my lifetime amount.
0: Not for a year. Hold on, I, I'm pulling up his his. He it was it was an annual goal. So it's got to be more than 200 miles for annual. Wait, goal. A fa- uh,
1: okay, it was it was it was an annual goal. It looks like it was a 1000 miles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh he said he met it met it a couple weeks ago. That's a, that's
1: like him running from 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 Maryland to where? Ames, Iowa or some some damn place? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So good for him, man. That's uh that's a good that's a good goal to set up and, you know, for the for the months, I'm sure it's, he's got to pick and choose when to get out on the road to run. Which I I think I don't know if he does it all on the road or he does some on the treadmill.
1: Um, I think he's mostly outdoors.
0: Uh, is he okay? Yeah, that that's a pretty big deal. Good for him. I, although uh, I wonder if he's going to increase that. So because he hit he got that kind of early. Like he didn't have to. He won the division pretty pretty early in the season there. So I wonder if he'll yeah. up, uh, increase his goal for the following year.
1: Mm. Are, are you challenging him to do so?
0: No. No, no, no. Okay. No. I, All I, right. I'm not going to challenge anyone to do something that I refuse to do.
1: So, so. That's the only time I would challenge somebody to do it is when I'm not <laughs> but, going to. So right. I don't have to be part of it.
0: Yeah. And then my walking update, uh, we're four miles behind right now. It was uh, 80 miles in eight weeks.
1: Uh, which expires when?
0: 31st. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, you have some time? Yeah. We, eh, we really don't. I mean, um, you know, most of our walking is done on the weekends and we only count when we walk together. Like, both of us individually have kind of surpassed that because I'll work, I'll walk during the, the day by myself, uh, you know, a mile and a half just around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But we only count it yeah. when we're together. So, uh, we're going to try to knock out four and a half to five miles today. Uh, We got tomorrow, and then Tuesday and Wednesday I work till five thirty, and then Thursday I'm at the Peach Bowl, so it's it's going to be tough to to make this happen. But um, it's still it's pretty you know it's a pretty good feat considering we have three days a week to do it together.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, I think my you can make it. You can do it. My next goal is a push-up goal. For I I don't I'm trying to figure out how many push-ups i can do in a year so i have to
1: in a year yeah let's break it down let's break it break it down by day how many you want to do a day
0: well it's going to take me a while to build back up because i don't know if you've ever heard the word atrophy that's (laughs) (laughs) since i retired there's been some atrophy in my upper body so um that's why i need to start doing it so i i gotta think through it I'll, i'll let you know the next podcast what my goal is
1: um wait when you say atrophy here's what i'm envisioning is that your left arm is atrophied but your right arm is still fairly strong from drinking all those 16 ounce beers over the past year just raising those you know you get like doing those beer curls
0: yeah i don't know if it's that strong (laughs)
1: okay yeah use Um, use a heavier glass then yeah
0: and then it's uncomfortable i can't lift it (laughs) (laughs) that's why i gotta start doing push-ups yeah, so that that that's gonna be my twenty twenty two goal. I, I just gotta figure out in my head what would be a challenging number but realistic, right? Because it's All gonna right, take me a while to podcast, get. To I'm get gonna everything.
1: ask you about this.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, working from home, once I get going, I could probably do seventy five to hundred a day.
1: Oh yeah, I, I would Easy. I would think I would I would challenge you to do um a hundred a day now knowing what? that you would build up to that right yeah that's and gonna then take me a little I'll surpass it toward the end to make up for the
0: earlier all right so you're saying yeah I, and that, that was a number in my head that yeah, yeah it would take me a couple weeks to get to that point uh, a couple weeks defined as five to six weeks um i don't know about that long but yeah and that would be you, a thousand times 365 what is that Three hundred sixty-five thousand. Uh, three hundred sixty-five thousand. Wow, that's a lot of push-ups. Oh wait, three hundred no,
1: three hundred thirty-six thousand five five hundred. Thirty six thousand, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, that seems that seems a little less than three hundred sixty-five thousand. All right.
1: So let me ask you: You, you wouldn't do all one hundred at one time, would no, you? No, or no, Or would no. you do I, like twenty-five? You know, um, four times a day.
0: Yeah, when I was doing it daily, I would, I would, um, do like when I would. If I'm doing my office, I do 20, then I do 15, then I do 10, then I do 5, all in one sitting. So when you add, I do it twice a day. So when you add that up, so it's whatever that number is, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty easy to do when I was doing it. You know what I mean? It didn't take me that long. But it's going to take me a little bit now to, to build back up to that. So. Uh, so I'll continue with the walking goal next year, and then the, I'll add the push-up goal. There you go. You don't, you don't you don't have any exercise goals? I think I lost you, buddy. So anyway, uh, that's what be, that'll be my exercise goal for 2022. Uh, maybe Bill will add something as well. So the other thing I wanted to bring up is Rick's. Rick's text to you about Julio Urias, and this is interesting because I, I mentioned last week or the last time we talked, Julio Urias should have been, should have, should have won the Cy Young. I, I thought he should have won the Cy Young award. He finished seventh in the voting. He really wasn't close, and Rick sent a stat, which I find really interesting, is that In the second half of the season, Uriah's had 16 starts. 16 starts. He was 11-0. He pitched 92 in the third innings, 69 hits, 20 walks, 88 Ks, and 20 runs. That's a hell of a 16-start second half part of the season. Um, And I I think he should have got some votes just from looking at Man, and the second half of the season, this guy went undefeated. in In a when they needed, Dodgers needed to win every day because the Giants winning every day. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you saw that initially from Rick, were you were you a little set back on that? Like, wow, I didn't realize that.
1: Absolutely, I thought those were really good stats by by Rick, and I didn't realize. I just assumed that because he was on a team that won one hundred and five games that his win-loss record was was overstated. And, you know, I had this bias in my own head that, you know, win-loss percentage is an old-school metric that, you know, voters used to use. But when I look at these numbers, it's like, wow. And, and he only finished seventh? That's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, so, and after our conversation last month about this, um, you know, Burns and... And Wheeler had better percentage stats, better ERAs. Um, I think their whip was about the same. And obviously, Wheeler and Burns had a better war. So I'm I'm asking you. I'm not being argumentative. I'm I'm asking. So are are the way these voters thinking of win-loss, if Urias had the same stats again this year, this coming year, the probability of ha- him having 20 wins is pretty low. Meaning that. Yes. Okay. Whereas Wheeler, he pitches the same. He's probably going to have 18 to 20 wins. Okay. I'm, I'm asking at that point.
1: Yeah. Um, are you asking me if, if, if I think that Wheeler would, would get the nod, or are you asking me if you eyes I get the, what are you asking me? Well,
0: I'm asking if, if, if Wheeler pitched the, the exact same, which, which I think he had a, a below, I think he had a two six ERA, something like that. Um, he had a really good WHIP. He only had fourteen wins, but you're saying the probability of him having closer to eighteen to twenty wins is is much higher, um, because yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and his ERA was two seven eight. Wheeler's, so it, it it's not that much lower than. Than Urias's. I think Urias had a two nine six. I think that's wh- yeah. That that's where yeah. it was. Um, yeah, he had a two ninety six ERA. Right? Yeah, uh, I, I I think Julio should have should have got some votes just off that last that second half. I mean that that's I mean, pretty good.
1: He he's certainly top five and probably top three. Yeah. Um,
0: I think he had a better year than Burns did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, and we, we had a couple people respond to that too. And, and Case mentioned it, that, you know, that he thought uh, he thought Uriah should have got some more juice on the voting. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, you know, I, I I understand the logic behind it. I, I get it. But, you know, when you're 20 and 3, I, you know, we covered this last month. I feel that's a little different than being 20 and 18. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the, the other text talk was the golden monkey update. Uh, cause we had, you and I had mentioned about like, we need to be mindful of, you know, what, how we're behaving and what we're saying from here on out because of this award, we might've created a monster with this thing. Um, that's okay. We'll have fun with it. And case is saying, he imagined, uh, Bob spiking people's drinks just to seize the opportunity of passing that award, to him, that award to him.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, that was really funny when Case sent that text. Um, my guess is is uh, once we have the draft, the Golden Monkey Award will will be forgotten, and and people will be their own downfall. It, <laughs> it'll be people like you and I that are taking notes, and um, yeah, and, and in terms of what we say. And then you know we're gonna be we're gonna be influencers and you know maybe we'll even do be YouTube influencers or, or Instagram influencers so that we don't get the award.
0: Yeah, and and, and I hope Bob kind of waits it out. Like you know what I mean even if he sees something stupid right away, just waits it out because six months is a long is a long right. time. Right. Yeah. yeah just be you know patient if, with
1: if, it. If, if if I were Bob, first of all Bob Boyce plays the long game, right? But if I were him. I, I would use this to my advantage, and I, every, every when we have a podcast every couple of weeks, um, if I were him, I would text and say, here's who's leading, and put pressure on people, and just mess with people. That's what I would do, but that's me. Bob's a lot nicer.
0: Question every word that comes out of someone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like a defense attorney, man. Just question everything. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think this is going to be like uh, trying to put toothpaste back in the tube, huh? <laughs>
0: All right, so, hey, man, we got a website update. Yeah,
1: you want me to take this? Yeah,
0: yeah, share it.
1: So I, I've spent a little time, and I have a prototype, which I sent out to you, Raj. Um, it looks like we're going to have some functionality on desktop and on the phone. And um, I'm planning a go-live date of, of January 1st, um, which will include a, a letter from the commissioner um, it will include some the, – the, the, I guess the previous rules that you had sent out back in March of, of 2021, and it will include um, bios of every owner should they um, decide to give me their bios. If they don't, then uh, I, it's, it's tacit approval to let me use and to create whatever I want for their own bios. So that's both a threat and a promise <laughs> to, yeah. to all the owners. Okay. And then I'll add context. Uh, excuse me. I'll add more content. Uh, I won't announce it, but I'll announce. Uh, uh, but I'll add content throughout the uh, throughout the season. And All the right. spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We may have it. Might be the second edition. We may have the first nineteen eighty four Bush League standings, which were done by hand, which you want to get a look at because it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yep, and, um, and possibly the Bush, first Bush League report.
1: Yeah, so I would ask everybody, uh, particularly uh, the first of the big five, uh, if you will, um, to scour your records. And if you have any of the old Bush League reports, if you could send it to me in PDF format, I, I have to go take a look. I think I have some of those. Um, and that will be added throughout the year. I'm not going to dump it all at once, um, I'm going to add. Um, as we go along, and I also want to announce that uh, Casey has accepted the role as lead writer. So he'll be he'll be featuring he'll be the feature writer probably three or four times throughout the year. So he should be good.
0: All right. Yeah, sounds good. And i I'm, I mean, all that talk about a website for the past two years. Here we are.
1: Yeah. So it takes time, but yeah. I will send I will send the <laughs> link. Um, to everyone on, on, on January 1st. That's so awesome. it'll awesome. a it, it'll be a nice New Year's Day post-hangover type of read.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, CBA, CBA update. Uh, not much well, to update, but you had some notes in here. What, what did you want to talk about?
1: So I saw a couple of articles in here, and, and, and I think this is one of the sticking points on the player side, right? Because the owners will fall back and correctly say, that, listen, owners have just signed, what, I don't know, eight players to over a billion dollars worth of guaranteed contracts, which is, is absolutely true. But a couple things are happening here it, it, is that, you know, just like America, the, the middle class is uh, is disappearing. There's the haves and the have-nots. And one of the stats that I saw is that – I was shocked by this – is that actually in 2021, the average major league salary fell – uh, about five percent from 2019, which was the last full season, and uh, the reports were is that um, on the opening day rosters, um, there were 35 percent of of players, 60 percent of players were making less than a million dollars on the opening day roster, and of that group, 35 percent were making less than 600,000, which is really close to the major league minimum. So I, it, it's just interesting. The 30 highest player, paid players, um, their salaries have grown 4.4%, while uh, salaries as a, as, as a whole have, have dropped. So it, I, I think that's one of the arguing points and one of the sticking points for players. They want to get players paid earlier, you know, in, the, in the fact of uh, reducing the number of arbitration years and um, because you've seen it across rosters, right? Players are getting younger and younger on these rosters.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they are. Uh, and that, <clears throat> you know, to win a for most teams, I'm going to say most teams, for most teams to contend for a s- stretch of time, let's just say five years, I'm not saying win the World Series, but where you're like, all right, we, we can contend here. We we have a team, a balanced team that can contend for to get to the World Series and win it. You you have to have younger players on there that make less money that are productive. You, you have to, otherwise, because you, you're going to have the high higher, that higher percentage player that's making, yeah, what ten to. 14 to 20 million dollars a year so you, you're gonna have to kind of balance that out um and i think you see that with the cardinals now they, they have a fairly young team but in four years they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to come up with some money to keep these guys but they're not gonna keep everyone they're they're, they're not good. they're gonna they're gonna pay two of the best players they got and hopefully they have younger players to come up to replace guys like um Edmund and Carlson because they're not going to want to pay them a ten year, a ten year deal worth twenty million dollars a year. And I'm not um, saying that Edmund and Carlson are, going to, are those type of guys. I'm I'm just saying that, you know, it's a young team and they're going to have to pay these guys to stay long term.
1: That's a, a that's a great example um, with the Cardinals because, you know, two players for the Cardinals that are coming up to arbitration right now, they're going to cost them some money Um, are Tyler O'Neal and Jack Flaherty. And the fact that they're, you know, arbitration um, eligible, but not free agent um, eligible until I think it's after their sixth year, and players want to reduce that to the fifth year. And owners say that, hey, let's just have free agency based upon being at age 29 and a half. Everybody can become free agents. So it's really interesting. You know, one one more uh, stat from that report that I read, Raj, was that um, of the 900 players um, on the opening day rosters, 50%, uh, 50 of those players accounted for 33% of all the salaries. So out of the nine hundred, fifty players accounted for 33% of the baseball salaries. So again, it's that widening gap that I think players and the players association are are, are trying to shrink. Yeah, no, I,
0: I get that. And, and, some of it is because th- these guys are making crazy money. It's it's not a lot of money. It's crazy money. You know, when mm-hmm. you're when you're making twenty million a year, that chews up a big percentage of of what the owners want to pay for a whole organization. Yeah, it you know, yeah. like Lindor. You know, he came over to the Mets. I, I imagine he wants to win. But when you have a shortstop that is carrying most of the salary, then Someone, someone's can't get paid.
1: Just, what do you mean, like, like Max Scherzer?
0: Well, his his is on a short term deal. I mean, Lindor is a ten year deal. I don't yeah. think they're going to have Lindor and Alonso with ten year deals making twenty million a year. This is not they're not going to do that. So one of them's got to go. You know, if they don't win it before Alonso gets to that point and if he, and if, you know he's projecting as he, you know he he's he's a big RBI guy he he, he someone's going to give him that money it's certainly not going to be the match. Oh
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah so um yeah the Scherzer, what, what did he sign a three year deal they'll probably uh, he'll probably pitch two years that are effectively but uh,
1: yeah i think it was a three year deal deal yeah for
0: 130
1: million so you know yeah. the AAV of about 43 million 43.3 yeah a year
0: that's crazy That's crazy money, man.
1: Smoke them if you got them, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, then they got their best pitcher that really can't get through a season. Um, Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, hopefully they can work this out. I I agree with the players about getting it down to that that fifth year to let these guys get on the market. Um, I mean, if you can't win it in five years, like even if you had – four really good young players. If you can't win it in five years, you're probably not going to win it. So just keep move, you know, start over. Um, but yeah, when I thought about, after reading this, I thought about the Cardinals and, and about three years, they're going to, they have some decisions to make.
1: Yep. That's a really good point.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. We got the Hall of Fame ballot came out since our last podcast. Uh, and this is the last year for Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling. And... It, you know, it should be interesting with these three guys. I think the Hall of Fame um, ballots will be out. You know, the the electees will be out before our next podcast. So, yeah, you us something to talk about. Uh, just real quick instinct uh, out of the three of them. You, you got a thumbs up, thumbs down on any of them? Uh, not, not if I, they deserve I, it, whether you think they'll get in. Say, say again? I'm not asking if you think they deserve it. I'm asking if you think they'll get in or not.
1: No. Neither None me. of them. None o for, of them. Yep, they're going 0 for 3. I, I don't think uh, the period of retribution has, has, has passed yet. I, I still hmm. think that um, the writers still feel that they cheated the fans and other players out of that. And I don't think that acrimony has subsided. So... I don't think either one uh any of the three of them will get in. Do you know, they deserve it? Of course, all three did, you know, um, but I don't think they get in. How about you? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I don't have a feeling on this either way. Um, and it, I think it's funny is that there's three different situations here and they're being grouped in as one, but there's really three separate situations. You got chilling who is a crazy person. So that, that whole thing is with him. I, I, he's never been involved in the steroid thing. Um, then you have Clemens, who was involved in the steroids. And you've had players, friends of his, said, yeah, I saw him get shot in the rear end with steroids. And then you have Bonds, who never tested positive. He's been alleged to have done it. The 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 number one person that says he's done it is a convicted felon. So, you know, think about it. Put Bonds in a situation a, in, a, in a courtroom where you have a convicted felon said, yeah, I saw him do it. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You're a convicted felon. How do I trust anything out of your mouth? So, but, and then Bonds always has this side of he's kind of a jerk. So he's got two things going against him. But Bonds never tested positive <laughs> for anything, not nothing. So there's three different situations. Um, I, I I think the jerk side, I, I, I think is, is a, uh, is a significant factor in chilling and, and Bonds not getting in, and uh, Clemens, yeah, I I, I don't really don't have a feeling on any of these any of these guys. So uh, I'm really curious to how this thing shakes out. And then the other thing I noticed that uh, you know they they had the first time ballot people players pop up this uh, last week, and the the three most significant I thought of were A Rod, who tested positive obviously big poppy who tested positive and then Jimmy Rollins is another guy I thought was kind of interesting. So, all right. So,
1: yeah. So, 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 so take me through what, what you think. I mean, Arod has the longest uh, suspension, right? He was suspended suspended twice. The second time was for, for a year, right? He lost the whole season.
0: It was. Uh, so I, I really feel like this bonds and Clemens thing is, is going to affect a-Rod, definitely. Uh, it's going to affect Manny Ramirez, who I think is a Hall of Famer, but he's tested yes. positive a couple times. Um, Agreed. I don't know if it'll affect Big Poppy because he doesn't have the uh, jerk attribute or the A-Rod. Like, he's not an A-Rod.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that could be our instead new of, term.
0: Yeah, instead of an a being hole. an A-Rod. Yeah, yeah, he's an A-Rod. Stop being an A-Rod. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Complete A-Rod. One that I got to deal with, yeah. Um, but Big Poppy doesn't have that, so I think it's funny how uh, these writers pick and choose what they think is significant. Um, you know,
1: to me, it it, just goes to show that everybody's human, right? Uh, And you know, including the writers, and 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 Bonds was you know kind of a prickly person, and over the years with writers, and I'm sure that they all remember this.
0: Yeah, but there's a lot of guys who are prickly people that are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Earl Weaver was a complete maniac. <laughs> He's in the Hall of Fame.
1: Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But you know, it's it, as much as we want to make this objective, it really then becomes yeah. subjective. I. I would like to see. I would like to see um, writers having to reveal their ballots, and some writers do. Some writers share that with it on instagram or something like that um i just want to see what they're with, what, I, I, you know what you, you, it, it's like a math test right you got to show your work yeah
0: yeah yeah I, That that's a good point i don't know if they necessarily need to explain why they did it but they they should they sh- yeah it should be published and i do have a website that shows everyone that makes it public it shows what who they voted for throughout okay. the years um and then you know all three of these guys were losing; they lost votes last year. So, hmm. um, and the, so,
1: the only, so how do you feel about Rollins? Tell me about Jimmy Rollins because that's an interesting case,
0: isn't it? Yeah, so I'm I'm putting stuff together. I'm going to bring it up the next podcast. But Rollins, he's he's just under 2,500 hits, which is as a shortstop that that's the, that that's a measuring stick for most shortstops, right? If you okay. have over you know, um. If you compare him to Barry Larkin, his stats are better. He's got more stone bases, he's got more doubles. Uh, He doesn't have more RBIs, but he's got more run score and he doesn't have a better average. Uh, But (coughs) on the other side is, I don't know if you know this, but Rollins is fourth all-time in fielding percentage as a shortstop.
1: Really? No, I I had no idea.
0: Yeah, and I know that people will react saying, okay, but that's an old measurement. Right. It's an old way of measuring how good someone is as a fielder, you know, just because, you know, it's 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 higher than Ozzie Smith. So you would argue, well, he, he didn't get to as many balls. And the other argument could be, yeah, maybe not. But the balls he got to, he picked up through the guy out. So I I think that's that's just as important, you know, did he pick the ball up that when he the ones that were hit to him, Um and it's not like he was a bad shortstop. Played shortstop in the league for 16-plus years, and he's, he's won an yeah. MVP. He's he's won a World Series. Uh, he's been in a lot of playoff games. And I really think he was the guy that 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 pushed the Phillies over the top, just w- within the locker room itself. So I would agree with that. Yeah, and I, I think that should carry some weight, right? I think it should yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll put uh, something uh, together for people to see it. I think if I can – I think I can frame it where I can I, I can sway some people that Rollins is a is a Hall of Famer.
1: Um, and, and you're right. I'm one of those people that would need some, some swing because I, I think he's one of those that's kind of on the borderline, kind of like a Scott Rowland.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a Rowland fan, and I think he's probably going to get pretty darn close to getting in this year.
1: Uh, I, I think you'll see him move up in terms of percentage. I don't know if he'll get in, but I, I, I think Rollins and and, and uh, Scott Rowland are, are pretty close. And can you imagine if they had played their entire year uh, careers together? Not a bad the left side of the infield,
0: huh? Yeah, you know what's funny is that they were about eighteen months too early on cutting Rollins short, or uh, cutting, mm. you know trading Rowland. So, yeah. Um, And and, and did he win a series with the Cardinals? Did he win a World Series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he won in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a really good defensive third baseman. I mean... He was a great defensive third baseman, yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, he he probably was the best third baseman during his time. Uh Uh-huh. Defensively. Yeah. Yep. And I I think he did enough offensively. Um, I I, I don't know. Just after watching the guy... For the most part, on a daily basis, I, I really wasn't a real fan of his, but yeah, not quite the second coming of Mike Schmidt. No, no. I mean, yeah, he has less than thirteen hundred RBIs, so I would, you know, I, I think, you know, I've talked about it in the past. I mean, his his job is to knock in runs, and I mean, yeah, that so he's it, it, not real impressive to me on an offensive side but defensively the guy was unbelievable yeah, I don't think there's any question about that um yeah so what that all that'll be out before our next podcast so we can we can bring that up um, okay and then uh the the baseball era early baseball era committee elected how many did they elect they had, they had uh, five
1: let's let's see uh Gil Hodges, yep. Jim Cott, yep. Jim Cott, uh, Minnie Minoso, yep. Tony Oliva, uh, Buck, Fow- oh, excuse me, Bud Fowler, and my personal favorite, Buck O'Neill.
0: Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's been a long time for Buck O'Neill.
1: Yeah, it really has, hasn't it? Um, if you look at his career, what he's done in baseball, his scouting, the people he found. And then I don't know. Have you ever seen the Ken Burns special on baseball? That's now about 25 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, just when they interviewed him, he was the star yeah. of of that documentary. Yeah, by far.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I was always a fan of Jim Cott. He played with the Phillies for a couple of years. I I, I like listening to him as an announcer. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like won a
1: World Series with the Cardinals in '82.
0: Uh, he was on the 82 team. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, good for him. Um, and then um, Mini Minosa gets in. He played in five decades. <laughs> that was kind of a Bill Vec thing because Vec brought him back in 1980 for a couple at bats. Um, but still, he brought him back in 76, and then he brought him back in 1980. He was fifty-four years old. He, he had two at bats. He was over two.
1: So, so, Rog, don't give up your uh, your hopes of a major league at bat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a year older than he was, and he was actually a good player. And then Tony Oliva got in too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he he put together some nice numbers with the uh, the Twins in the '60s, didn't
0: he? Yeah, I I don't remember him as a player. I remember getting baseball cards in the '70s when I started collecting baseball cards, but um. Yeah, he, he, had a, he had a pretty good career, just, just shy of 2,000 hits. Um, made a lot of All-Star games from 64 to 71, he made the All-Star team. Uh, yeah, he yeah, nice Rookie there. Yeah, he was a good player. So they had two uh, Cubans make the uh, Hall of Fame this year. And, 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 and I
1: want to say that in, um, at Target Field in Minneapolis, they have a statue of him. I could be wrong, though. Uh, of Oliva? Yeah, okay. I, I know they have one of, uh, of Rod Carew there.
0: Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. And he made the playoffs a couple of times with the Twins and one World Series. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. All played right.
1: his entire career in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cold up there too, man. Early part and the late part of the seasons. My mm. goodness. All right, we talked about Buck Showalter being hired as the Mets manager. Was it surprising?
1: Yeah, it was to me. Um, I, I think um, because of the fact that you see more and more managers – Um, are younger and younger. Um, You you take the Cardinals now to have the youngest manager. Um, I I think baseball is leaning more toward analytics. And to me, Buck Showalter kind of reeks of old school. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just uh, it goes against the trend of what's happening in baseball right now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious as to like what their thought process was behind him. You know, that... Because you're right, they 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 had some young guys. Of course, was Callaway the guy that that had to fill in for uh, Beltran? Say, say again. When they hired Beltran, they they had to get rid of him in January that year. Right. W- w- who who replaced him? Was it Rojas? Rojas replaced well, him. Yeah, okay. Luis Rojas. Yeah, so he was just kind of a hey, we need someone. Um, here they they had the they had the opportunity to take their time and kind of vet some people I was a little surprised that he he um he was hired as the manager but maybe they just wanted some stability um, I, I mean he, I'm sure he's a good evaluator of talent as well cuz he's had some yeah. success like in my opening he's everywhere he's went he's had success so uh
1: yeah it's just always come too late that's yeah
0: yeah and I, I think he's probably a he's probably not a players manager like he probably gets on people, and after that it wears a little thin. So that's well, probably why they. Y-
1: yeah, I mean that's that's, I mean part of the manager's job now. That's evolved over time, right? Yeah. And and now it's trying to keep the clubhouse just just in, in order, and you know becoming more of a player's manager, and you know doing things because you you don't have to make your own decisions now. That's dictated by, the. Um, analytics department now you know they give you your lineups here's what you're going to do during these situations and there's uh, I'm guessing very yeah. little left to chance
0: and, and maybe he's a maybe he's a guy that that you know that because you could argue that they have underperformed like they probably have better talent on the especially offensively than they they were showing on the field maybe maybe he can get him to that spot where they're performing at at where they should be so and then Mark Cotts Gets hired by the A's. Um, it's not surprising. He's been with the organization for a while, and correct. He kind of fits their mold of, of a leader, I guess. Yep, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, player transactions since we last on air: uh, Marcus Simeon goes to Texas. What, what did they? Did Texas spend like a half billion dollars in in a week?
1: Oh man, they they spent so much money. But good for them. They're trying. I guess they're trying to do something, right? You were down at the new stadium. I guess they're they're trying to. Uh, to make a little bit of a comeback. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I like the idea. I, I, I'm still thinking that, that they're probably behind everybody else in, in in that division, although they could probably sneak past uh, the, the Angels, but I think the Mariners are on the rise. Uh, the Astros, while they're not going to be as good as they were the past previous the previous seasons, they're, they're still going to be good, and so are the A's.
0: Yeah, uh, Kevin Gausman goes to Toronto. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent on that. I'm not sure about Gausman. I mean, he had a really good year last year. I don't know if I would invest th- three or four years into him. Your thoughts on Gausman?
1: Yeah, well, he, he hit the markets at the right time, right? And I think it was – was it in 20? They gave him a qualifying offer, and, you know, he proved himself for a full year in, in, in 21, um, pitching in San Francisco. Um, had a really nice year, so um, – yeah, I mean, I, I think the Blue Jays, rightfully so, um, believe that they're contenders. And I, I think this, you know, they're, they're trying to make moves to win now because they have a young core as well.
0: Yeah, so he, he signed a five-year deal with an average value of about $22 million.
1: But let's put it this way. Um, who would you rather have, him or Stephen Matz, who they lost?
0: Uh, well, they lost him and Robbie Ray. I'd rather have him than Robbie Ray.
1: Okay. All right. And that's a good point. Yeah, they did lose Robbie Ray. That was, I don't know. That might have been lightning in a bottle. We'll, we'll see. I think the Mariners paid big bucks for Robbie Ray, correct?
0: Yeah. And I, I'm not sure he's worth that money. Or, I, I, I'm not sure he's worth that time of investment. I—I Yeah. I would have liked to see another year out of that guy.
1: Absolutely. thats <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree with you.
0: Yeah. Um. We talked about Scherzer going to the Mets. And then yep. another signing I thought was kind of interesting was uh, Abacel Garcia going to the Marlins.
1: So that was a reasonable contract, right? That was somewhere in the area of about, you know, $60, 65000000 for four years. What do you, what do you like about Garcia?
0: I, I think he's a good hitter. I I, I Like, I, I think he... Well, he had a really good year last year. Um, I'm looking... I'm looking at his stats now. He's 30 years old. Well, I guess he'll be 31 next year. He's he's a good he's a good player. He averages at about 270, um, you know, about 20 homers, 80 RBIs a year. That's what he's done most of his career when he's played, you know, 400 plus at bats. So um, his home runs have been increasing each year, except for he had a bad uh, COVID year in 20. Mm um but the year prior he had 20 homers and 72 ribs with the with the rays last year he's 29 and 86 doesn't strike out a whole lot yeah i think it's a nice little nice little piece for the for the marlins i don't think they're as bad as as maybe people think they they are i i don't i don't know maybe people don't think he's bad he signed a five-year deal of 12 million a year
1: five year okay that's even better good for the marlins yeah um I mean, they have some young um, They have some young pitching on the way. I mean, if, if they make a move, it's going to be on their pitching side. Um, but they also have some young outfielders. Who was the guy that you had last year on
0: your team? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't, I can't, From the
1: Marlins? I, I, can't, I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah, but you, you, you had the younger guy never came up, Bleday? Bleday?
1: Yeah, B- Bleday had a bad minor league season. But he, he, he did some things in the Arizona Fall League, which makes me think, I, I, don't, I don't know, I might retain him. I don't know. He, we'll see. Hey,
0: I'm, I, I had Jesus Sanchez.
1: Jesus Sanchez, right. Yeah. So who knows if all the parts come together um, in, in Miami. Um, but, all right, so you like the Abigail Avisel Garcia. Yeah. Signing. Um, they, they, what would you pay for him in the draft? fifty? Um, would you go buck fifty over yeah, or under?
0: No, I... I think a buck fifty is normal for him. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they lost some guys. I lost Marte last year. I'm talking yeah. about the Marlins. I lost Duval. Um, so they bring in Garcia. Uh, Jesus Aguilar's probably got another year left in him. Chisholm is starting to become a decent player. Yes. Uh, Miguel Rojas is pretty consistent though. He doesn't. I don't know if he gets on base enough, but he's a pretty good shortstop.
1: Yes, he
0: is. Yeah. Team leader, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they got some guys. that They need
1: Brian. They, yeah, and, you know, they lost Brian Anderson for the large part of the season last year,
0: didn't they? Yeah, and I'm not so sure about that guy. But, yeah, they, they lost him for a lot of the season. He played 67 games last year, and he? Yeah. Yeah, 233 at-bats. They really didn't do much with those at-bats. Um, yeah, I, I, and they got some decent pitching. They got Sandy Alcantara, uh, your guy Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, they're not going to lose a hundred games.
1: No, they shouldn't.
0: No. So
1: the nationals might, but not the Marlins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The nationals might. You're right about that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice signing for them. I thought five years might've been a little much. I mean, he'll be 35 at the end of that contract, but maybe that's what you needed to do to get him at that price. Yeah. All right, All right. Uh, so I do have a Twib note uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, I had a beer from, it's from the Evil Genius Brewing Company out of Philadelphia. It's called Hashtag Adulting. It's got an ABV of 6.8%. It's an American IPA. It's got an 86 on the Beer Advocate. I got to tell you, it's nothing to write home about. Um, it it was light in color and taste. It was a light you know, wasn't heavy. Um, when I got the beer, I had no head on it at all. Uh, I tell you, my initial reaction to the beer was a bad Miller Lite. Oof. yeah, a bad. <laughs> that's the, that, that, that's the phrase that came out of my mouth.
1: Uh, and, and and I believe Evil Genius has had some issues. They've been in the paper lately for some 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 uh, some abuse that type of thing. I, I yeah. Some what? I think this is probably one beer to dump. What?
0: They, they've been in the paper for what? Some abuse? Abuse.
1: Like... Abuse, yeah. Um, uh, employee abuse. And, really? And, and I was trying to look it up to see if I could could, could find it real real quickly because I didn't want to make an accusation like that that, that, that wasn't in at least in the media. And, um, yeah, I don't... I,
0: it was I, bad, man. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know if I'd ever try anything of theirs again.
1: All right, then that, that's. I mean, that's. But that's the way to go, right? If 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 you don't like it, there's no reason to um, to, to try their beer again. Um, here it is. And on, on May 24th, there were allegations of of staff abuse. Okay. Um, allegations of misconduct and discrimination um, of ownership. All
0: right. Well, alleg- anybody can make an allegation.
1: There, well, yeah. But where there's sometimes where there's smoke there's fire. So yeah. you're canceling evil, evil genius.
0: I'm not canceling it. I'm just not. I'm just, it's okay.
1: It's, it's not bad. No. I, I, I'm okay with that.
0: No, I don't cancel anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I,
1: I don't know. The Bush League was the first to do that, if you remember. At, at, at some places that we, you know, it was the Skip Pack, not Skip Pack. Uh, what was it, the Trap Tavern? I think we had uh, we had banned them for life. Oh, did we? And then we rescinded it to every t- yeah. Then we, I think we rescinded it to five years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we had a podcast correction uh, or an update. I mean, uh, so you found it, we we questioned about Jacob Stallings winning the Gold Glove, and you and you dug it up. But he had zero pass balls.
1: Yeah. Um, I I didn't realize that. You know, it was a, it was a harmless question to you. Do you know much about Jacob Stallings as a catcher? And we both said that we really didn't. So. Did a little research and um, had a season with, with no pass balls. Isn't that kind of amazing?
0: Uh, I feel like most of the pirate pitching the the balls were put in play. So I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh, if it's geez. a big deal.
1: Okay. All right. So he does have that. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Never yeah. thought of it from that viewpoint.
0: Yeah, so I well he's know. now in Miami,
1: right? Now? He is. Miami
0: sign him? Yeah, Miami signed him as well. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. No pass balls coming down in Miami. So, uh, today in baseball history, not much going on. Red Sox agreed to sell Babe Ruth to the Yankees for $125,000. Um, of course, we all know what happened there. Red Sox won three World Series titles from 1915 to 1919, and then not again until 2004. Uh, that, that, that's a big gap. We all know about that. Uh, 2007, there's a Bush League. Guy, uh, Padre signed Mark Pryor to a one-year, $1 million deal, and Pryor did not pitch in a game in 2007. What? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they kind of blew him out in in, in Chicago, didn't they? Well. Oh, I I shouldn't say that. He, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. He, I mean, he pitched, what, five, five years in the majors?
0: Yeah, I think he had one good year. I think he won 18 games the year they should have – the um, the year they should have got to the World Series. He's a pitching coach
1: somewhere now, isn't he? He is. Is it, yeah. is it with the just with the Giants or the Padres? One of those.
0: Uh, Probably
1: the Giants. I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, he. I I don't know, but he is a pitching coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then 2008, the Giants signed Randy Johnson, who was 45 years old at the time, with 295 career wins, to a one-year, eight million dollar deal. Johnson was eight and six and got his 300th win.
1: All right, a million dollars a win—not bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, a million dollars a win. <laughs> right. yeah, a win. Uh, yeah, so not much going on in the history of baseball in December. All right, what are you walking off with?
1: All right, so um, I uh, I met Bob uh, Freeze. We, we we had a couple drinks at a at a um, brewery in Skipback called Brothers Kirshner. and um, I want to give out uh, give a shout out to uh, to John who was the bartender there he was uh, I guess he was, was talking to us and we mentioned about a podcast and uh, he is now a new subscriber oh. to, to, to our podcast yeah All
0: right. and,
1: uh, he, and and a shout out to him is that he actually does a podcast as well which is called high Fidelity and the fidelity is spelled with a pH and uh, he and his friend they talk about uh, Philadelphia Sports so, you know, if Bob and I ever get back there and if if if, if John is listening, maybe at some point we'll do a, a, a crossover podcast.
0: Yeah, I wrote that down. High Fidelity. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, search that and check it out today.
1: Yeah, um, but if, if they just talk about Philadelphia sports, I, you would have to be the person speaking on behalf of the Bush League because I'm not real good in that area. If they want to talk about Cardinals, I can do that. But, you know, Philadelphia sports are not quite as good.
0: <laughs> okay. And... Yet another note. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I was just kind of looking through newsfeed, that type of thing. And the New York times just posted their top 10 podcasts for 2021. And uh, surprisingly, we just missed out on being in the top 10. We might've been in the next 10, but not the top 10. So we'll keep trying to do better.
0: So uh, how do they judge top 10? How many subscribers there are?
1: Um, I'm I'm guessing that that's the way they would have to do it. I don't don't know if it's a write-in campaign or something like that. Either way, we probably fall woefully short. (laughs) Woefully? (laughs) Woefully short.
0: You need another adjective there.
1: But you know what? (laughs) If we we can gain about three more subscribers next year, we'll increase by 30%, and I want to see some of these top podcasts increase by 30%. Yeah,
0: in one year? yeah
1: yeah in one year so so take that we uh, can actually uh,
0: we could increase 30 percent like 10 minutes if people would just what are you walking off with chief all right this is what i'm walking off with man so have you ever looked around your house and you see stuff and you and you ask yourself like where the hell did that come from you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah all the time like what, what does this thing do why the hell do we have this so this is where this stuff comes from jamie it comes from the gauntlet of impulsivity. What the hell? The gauntlet of What imp- is that? All right, so you know you go into these stores, and I think it's a COVID thing, but instead of vertical lines like they used to, now they have these snake lines where you go to check out. You know what I'm talking about? Where you, Yeah. Where you, but what these these stores have done is put crap on shelves that you got to walk by.
1: Oh, to like get to like the Home check- Goods or, or TJ Maxx or something like that.
0: Exactly, right. Gotcha. So you got to walk by socks, coffee mugs that have stupid sayings, tiddly winks. I actually saw tiddly tiddly winks in Marshalls. <laughs> so this is what I'm telling you, people. When you go shopping and you you're getting ready to check out, you got to pump yourself up. You got to tell here whoever you're with, "Hey, look, we're going through this gauntlet. Do do not look at shit. Keep your eyes straight." don't reach out, don't turn to look at anything because that shit's going to end up in your bag and in your house, and in six months from now, you're like, why the hell do we have this thing?
1: Well, are in supermarkets, the originators of that, you know, as you're a little kid and you're grabbing at the gum and the
0: candy right there. Yeah, but that, that that's a short little area you got to get through. This okay. is an entire, uh, what would you argue, 60, 70, 80 feet, you got to wrap around I'm telling you, you got to run the gauntlet, but you got to get you got to get your people pumped up to get through that damn thing.
1: Oh, okay, so I will I will ask this: Did Disney originate that? And after all of their rides, you, you get out and then you see all the pictures yeah. of you going down the log flume and have to buy all the merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah, right? were they the originator?
0: Possibly, but these snake okay. lines are killing people. You're talking about impulse buys, <laughs> man.
1: People.
0: they're killing the economy with this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I can't you, top
0: that. Next time you go into in one of those stores and you're, you're going to get stuck in it, and you know, I'm sure there's horror <laughs> stories. You bought something, you're like, I don't know why I have this. Yeah. Hey, I tell everybody what our
1: next podcast is going to be.
0: I saw ice cube trays. Like, who the hell has ice cube trays anymore?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so I, I don't go in those stores, but the next time I do, um, I am going to make a mental note. And find out some of the more obscure things that you never think you'll see um, um, in those
0: stores. You got to be mentally—you got to be mentally tough to get through that thing. Okay, yeah. I can do it. Yeah. All right. Next podcast will be January twenty third.
1: January. Okay. So um, I think the Hall of Fame announcement isn't until the twenty fifth or something like that. But that's okay. So uh, everybody, we're right. going to be uh, back on the air in, in four weeks. Please text us with any questions, comments um, about the podcast, things you'd like us to discuss. We're going to have a section called Text Talk, which um, we'll discuss whatever you have. And um, owners, look on January 1st for uh, the link to the new Bush League uh, website and let me know your, your thoughts on that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting to have the a website again.
1: Yay. Yeah, so it'll it'll... You know, and now I'll be able to spend you know another fifteen minutes a week on something else.
0: <laughs> fifteen minutes a week?
1: Yeah, my time's being uh, is being used pretty uh, pretty quickly. So.
0: All right, man. Uh, well, All right. We, how, Oh, Hey, uh, I'll be down at the Peach Bowl this week.
1: Yay! Yeah. Uh, okay, so so who? Please help me out. Uh, Pitts against whom?
0: Michigan State.
1: All right, and what's the what's what's the line?
0: Well, the pit was a three and a half point favorite until the quarterback said he's not playing. The guy to finish third mm-hmm. in Heisman. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. Like I care about that. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. The, okay. I, so what, what's
1: what's the line now? So after he announced he's not playing.
0: I think they're a two and a half to three point dog.
1: Okay. All right. Do you expect a pretty good following? A lot of uh, Panther fans going down.
0: I. I I think we would have. I'm not, I am not. I think this quarterback pulling out has changed people's plans. All
1: right. Um, so where, where are you staying at? It's in Atlanta, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you staying
1: I, in the Buckhead, Buckhead area?
0: I, I don't know. I'm staying three blocks from the, the Mercedes-Benz dome or whatever it's called. Oh, excellent. So you're right downtown. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because it's, it's a quick turnaround. I'm going down the day of the game in the morning, going to the game at night, and flying back the next day oh
1: wow okay yeah. well enjoy
0: yeah I will. yeah and uh have a good new year be safe and happy I'll- new year everybody talk to you next month all right
1: see you chief